And I am here today, most happily, with Ismael El Kudzi of Social Publi. Uh, I met you at NUMA Accelerator, and I just uh, really like what you're doing. So if you would, uh, first of all, thank you for joining me. And uh, please uh, tell me what Social Publi is about. Yeah, Social Publi is a marketplace for influencers, but we focus on micro-influencers. So technically, a micro-influencer is someone who has less than 10,000 followers. At the end, is any one of us, I mean, even my mom, into the system so if my man has I don't know a hundred friends on Facebook we will pay her to promote brands or things so at the end social probably it is a marketplace for micro influencers uh, who put in contact brands with real people to promote their messages and, and the difference is that we are actually working in almost three countries so it, it is widely international uh -huh. and why is a micro influencer um, desirable, maybe more desirable, or is it just a different kind of influencer than, say, the Kardashians or Michael Jordan? Uh, talk about that a little, yeah, if you because, will. You know, let me ask you something. What is more, you know, who do you trust more, the Kardashians or your mother, when, when it comes to kitchen, for, for instance, or for, for, you know, to cooking? If you want to cook, uh, I, I don't guess, I, I hopefully, I, I don't think that you are, you know, looking at the Kardashians, but you are looking about at your mother, and you you know you, you remember your mother recipes and everything. So for you in that specific context, uh, it is more influential. It is your mother is more influential than the Kardashians, Michael Jordan, or whoever. Even if your mom has I don't know a hundred friends, and the Kardashians has a hundred million friends. So I think that it is more real. And at the end, not not every brand could pay to the Kardashians. First thing. And second thing, a more important thing, is that uh, a micro-influencer has seven times more engagement than a you know, super top influencer or celebrity. So um, if you have, again, a thousand friends, maybe a hundred or two hundred of them will like your picture, will interact with, you, or with your content, and will ask you things about the picture. Uh, if Michael Jordan published something, only 0.01% of the people who is following Michael Jordan will you know, like the picture, and I, I guess that they don't, they don't expect Michael Jordan to be, you know, answering to them. So it's more realistic use, using real people instead of top celebrities. But I think that the good thing to go is do a combination of both. I mean, if you could afford that, you, you better hire the Kardashian for, you know, branding purposes and for reaching a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But for doing more realistic, uh, you should go with micro-influencers, you know, by far. So then that, that rule then sounds like your, your big name celebrities can broadly get the word out for your branding purposes so that people recognize your brand, but in terms of action, engagement, the micro-influencers are uh, a more effective choice? Sure, seven times more. So that's uh -huh. for real, I mean, that's a fact. Um, yeah, but again, if, if you could afford hiring Roger Federer, for instance, who is one of the top, you know, celebrities, um, it also adds some value because because you are getting those, you know, um, characteristics that Federer has. Sure. Uh, strength, courage, um, you know. Uh, elegance, class. Elegance. Which is why Rolex. Yeah, Rolex is most like him, right? Yes. So for that particular brand, maybe Rolex is looking for Federer because one, he could 
afford, they can afford him. And second, um, they are a very high class product. But maybe if you're a, you know, imagine a car, let's say Ford. Uh, I don't think that Ford should be sponsoring uh, Roger Federer because I don't think that Federer is driving a Ford. You know, right, it's not the right yeah. match. It's yeah. not the right match. Yeah. So for me, if I have a question about cars, I will ask my brother-in-law. You know, better than ask Federer or Nadal or whoever player it is. Right. So uh, I, I'm not saying that celebrities are, are not worthy. I, I only saying that uh, it depends. That for me and as a person, and I think that this is what social networks are are, are for. I mean. Uh, I want to be in touch with the people that I know, that I follow, and, I, and that they influence me. So I, it is supposed to be 80% of our purchases has been influenced by a friend or a relative or an online influencer. So at the end, we have no choice. I mean, only 20% of our purchases has been made by ourselves without you know any type of influence. So it's, it's crazy. And I think that with the booming of social networks, it is becoming more and more. I don't think that anyone who is listening to us uh, it's gonna, you know, hire a, um, make a reservation in a hotel without first looking at the, you know, ratings, reviews, or asking a friend. So that's exactly what we are doing, but in a massive scale and with people like us. I mean, we are paying like 2,000 people per month for promoting messages, which is great because they believe in the product, they like it. If they don't like it, they don't join. So that's totally fair. Um, and the results, again, are, are usually better. Uh, we sometimes do things with soccer players, uh, Aries or any other celebrity, but um, the results with micro are usually, you know, better. And it's, it, it seems to, since your, your results, as you say, are better, there are probably not a lot of people of these micro-influencers who say, well, you're paying me um, to promote a product. I don't really like the product, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to earn my, a little bit of money by promoting it anyway. You're finding that this is a, a, not a common uh, behavior? We have like 150,000 people in the world. We made a contest. I mean, we, we made a, a poll with our people. 99.2% of them said that they won't be promoting a product in which they don't believe, which is crazy. Uh, to be honest with you, to be yeah. thoroughly honest, I wasn't expected that. Uh -huh. You know, is that if someone pays me 50 bucks, I will promote whatever. No, I, that, is, that was my initial thought. But when you, you know, I'm joking now, right? But when, when you realize that if, if you're a vegan, for instance, and there is some brand trying you to promote ham, you're not going to do, uh, do that ever because your friends are going to tell you, hey, Marcos, you're a vegan. What are you doing promoting this thing? Right, you're just pimping for somebody. Yeah. You're not being real. Yeah, <laughs> or if you are, if you are a, maybe if you are being involved with the NGOs or climate change or all those things, and there is a, a car brand a car brand who is willing you to promote their cars and they have 300 horsepower cars, you may not be doing that because even if I, I pay you a thousand dollars because your friends at the end is going to tell you, hey, Marcos, you are, you are lying to us. And I think that for us, for any one of us, today is more important than money, it is our reputation because it's everything sure. we are building especially in the gig economy or you know freelancers or business owners they can't afford lose, uh, to lose their reputation for $200. Right. Well, I'll take a little de detour here because you, you did mention 
uh, Federer and Nadal. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm from Spain, so Nadal uh, is uh, my uh, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say Kessie. I thought so. <laughs> but, yeah, but again, you could be fan of both. I, mean, it's, it's, I, 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 am, I am, in fact. Which is, which is also happened with the, influ with the online influencer. So you, you maybe have, I don't know, 10 or 15 friends that you follow a lot, and everything they say it is very relevant for you. And once, you know, if you want to go out, or if maybe you're in New York, but if you want to visit Chicago, uh, and you know uh, three or five friends who are usually traveling to Chicago, you will ask them. So not only one, but I mean, not, not only one, but right. you will ask both of them, and you then, you know, extract your own conclusions. I think that this is what real, you know, social networks it, it is about. About, you know, there is a lot of buzz, there is a, a lot of noise out there, so you have to even, you know, filter that and noise and, yeah, and make your own decision, but influenced, you know, by other people. Mm -hmm. So who's, who's your typical customer or do, do you have a typical customer at this point? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, 80% uh, of our customers are agencies, so we are a tool for agencies to use. Uh, so we are super lucky and super proud to be working with international brands like I was at BMW, when it comes to cars, Subway, uh, eBay, which is one of our best clients in the world. Uh, you, you know, a lot of big brands, a lot of, uh, you know, international, like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, so a lot of Burger King, a lot of brands through agencies. So that's why our approach is usually going, seeing any type of agencies or social media agencies, media agencies or creative agencies and work for them. So we are helping them to, to reach those microinfluencers, but at the same time, the other 20% of our clients are people who, you know, put their credit card or their PayPal and they do a $500 campaign in Mexico or in Colombia or in Puerto Rico or, or here in Texas, wherever, right? So at the end, we are a tool for agencies to use, but even brands could use it and it's a self-service product, which I think that the interface is so simple that anyone could use, could use that. Is that for me, it's like Facebook 10 years ago, because Facebook mm -hmm. now is a mess. I mean, it is impossible <laughs> to do a Facebook campaign if you are not you know, tech savvy and you haven't studied like three months how Facebook, Facebook app works. So for me, uh, we got the inspiration looking at Facebook, but uh, uh, 10 years ago, Facebook, not, not now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like that. anyone could join. And anyone could, could be an influencer too. So I'm aiming the people to register, sign, I mean, sign up into the system and start making money because if you don't like the campaign, you don't have to do that, to do nothing. So I think it's, it's great because you're not, you don't have to pay anything to be in the, into the system and you only promote the things that you like. So I think it's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And since you touched on the uh, international uh, quality of this, um, one of my the many hats that I wear is uh, working with MotorWord translation company and you were good enough to give us a try um, for translating short um, social media postings. Uh, is that correct? Uh, how, 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 what, what was the need first of all and, and how do you use translations um, and localizing content? This is, this is very interesting because it's not as we discussed off the air, um, not just translating the words, it's, it's beyond that. So uh, tell us about this. So for us, working in 25 countries right now, it is very important to uh, get to the right people using their own language. So we have the platform social bodies already in six languages. So, you know, uh, it, it, for us, translation and localizing, it is super important. 
Um, we were facing a problem in the past before knowing more about work, um, which was posting content in, in native languages, right? If you imagine that you, we, we should be posting in Italian, Spanish, English, uh, Germany, uh, German, sorry, um, French, so it is impossible to manage that. So you, you should have like six to, to eight people inside the office po post creating content and posting that content. So what we were doing is we only were posting on English and Spanish because with those two languages you, you more or less, you know, can do everything. Uh, but now we are using more work to translate some text and tweets, for instance. So it is, I love the, you know, the, the so the system is so fast uh, you could translate a tweet in a single minute oh, that's and funny it, and it's not it's not Google translator thing I mean no it's, it's, a, hum it's a human being it's exactly the same as social media we are people promoting brands so more of is we are people helping you to translate your your things right and especially for social media that you need to you know be posting every day and you know uh, you can stay two days going back and forth with the translation so which we were facing you know Last the last years, so it's super. I, I really like the thing that I could pour a post in on MetaWorld, and in a 20 minutes, I will get the, the, that same post in five different languages. I think it's incredible. I, I, you know, I'm doing kind of the same business or the same type of things with micro influencers, but I will never realize that it was so easy, easy, simple, and reliable at the end because you can, you know, um, if, you, if you don't like the content. Uh, you, tell the people that uh, oh, more aware that the content is, is bad and they will fix it so it's super uh, fast and for us it, it is very important not only translating because sometimes international companies don't realize don't realize the importance of localizing, localizing. Uh, yeah so make yeah make, make that uh, that difference understandable for an yeah. audience yeah imagine that you're living in a country where 99% of the population are blonde very tall and yeah, and super white, white, white faces, right? Just white like, skin. just like me. Yes, you and me. <laughs> 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 okay. So the, 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 that is the wonderful thing about audio. We can lie to you, and you won't know. <laughs> but imagine that you're living in that world, let's say, right? any Nordic country, for instance, right? And everyone is with the green eyes. So imagine that we take uh, you know, a paper from New York where there are a lot of different people, Indian people, black people, Spanish people, a lot of different races and people here, and you put the same, you know, um, PDF that you, you are, or, or, or the same website, and you exactly take the same picture and publish into this small country. So for them, for this country, this is not, you know, this is not real first, and it's very weird. If 99% of, of the population is tall and super white and yellow hair, uh, and you look at that, that website, it's super weird for you, it's not, you know, it's not trustable, and it, it makes you feel very weird. And so then how does, how does localizing fix, Local, yeah. fix, fix that? Localizing it is not, so translating will be the first step in lo into localizing, so you have to translate into the right language and, or the right dialect, and then also adapting all the cultural nuances that we all have. So for instance, in Spanish-speaking languages, so the, the, the language that is spoken in Mexico has nothing to do with my country, with Spain. So it's totally different, even if we share the country um, and the language, or, or exactly the same with the US and the UK, right? So this, the language, it is pretty much the same, but there, there are some jargon and some slang words uh, that you should adapt, because if not, it's not gonna be trustable in, in the other country. 
So it's not only adopting the text, but also the images, which sometimes we fail doing that, uh, because we think that everyone is the same that, you know, surround us, and it's not. So it's very important, um, or, or for instance, if you're using um, flag, a flag, and maybe you take a picture in Italy and you put the Italian flag, or the, you can see the Italian flag at the end of the picture, and you, you put that, that same picture in Germany, they will think, you know, uh, why is that guy, you know, wearing a t-shirt with the German, Italian flag? So sometimes there are like very small details that could make a difference. But especially when it comes to faces and, and, and people races, it's, it's too important, uh, you know, to, to try to adapt yeah, that to the, to the same context. If, if we were promoting social public with only Spanish-speaking, I mean, yeah, Spanish-speaking people, it would be weird for someone living in Texas. So that's why we create content with people from Texas, with Chicago, or with Florida, uh, because we want to, you know, to have different opinions and views. And if you search on YouTube, social public, you will find two thousand, like two thousand videos created by, you know, literally any part of the world. Uh, even if we share the same language, the, the faces and everything is totally different. And the way of talking, Texas has nothing to do with New York or, or with Miami, which is where I usually live. So, and that's why you know, localizing it is much more than translating. Yeah, no good, that's clear, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, um, what was I gonna say? And by the way, in terms of uh, motor word and speed, it's gonna be even better soon, because when they roll out the next version of their mobile app, translators will be able to translate short bits of translation work right on their phone. So that will help you specifically. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that it is very useful when you are launching Google AdWords campaign or Facebook campaigns in different countries. You, you need to, you know, adjust like 200 characters into another la different language and sometimes you are missing, you know, the, the, those nuances because you are doing a literal translation. Right. So with MoraWord, uh, there are real people, you know, helping you to translate that. You put some briefing like, yeah, I want to reach like youngsters or I want to reach other people or, you know, whatever you're looking for. And they adapt, the, you know, the content, the content to, to, to the right people. So you can create an ad in five languages, like, like I said, in a morning. So that's, that's incredible to be honest. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so um, you've landed in the US, you're gonna take over our country. What will that look like? <laughs> I mean, uh, I've, I've been living in Miami for a while, that's why my weird accent is, and again, uh, talking about the nuances and differences, you are right, so I, I speak Spanish, and I think that 90% of the population in Miami speaks Spanish, but they speak a totally different language than I do. Oh, sure. <laughs> so I basically forgot my Spanish, my real Spanish, or proper Spanish, and I didn't improve my English at all because not many people speak English. Sure, right? sure. So now, so you yeah. have this kind of mixed Spang yeah. Cuban Spanglish. Spanglish is, is, is what, what we call it. Yeah, and now here in New York, uh, you know, it's, it's nuts because there are so many different languages and accents and people. And the, the you know the environment is so rich that you know I'm super happy to to be here. And that's what they say, right? If you could make it. If you can make it in New York, you could make it anywhere because this is like the center of the world. I mean, it's like different countries, people, cultures, and super happy about the rhythm of, of work too. So it's totally different than any other country I've been working for or I've been, you know, uh, been. Uh, I really love the, the theme. You know, I think that days here are longer because you are so productive here. And everything happens so fast 
that you know it amazed me. And again, it, it is a cultural difference too. Uh, it has nothing to do people working in San Francisco or with New York. So even in the same country, there, there are these types of, of difference, which at the end I, I think is it is great because my life philosophy it is taking the best of every country I, I, I am or I visit. So I take the best from Mexico, Colombia, New York, or Spain. You know? mm -hmm. and that's my you know way of living, and I'm super happy to be. You know, and we have eight offices around the world, so I'm super happy to be, you know, <laughs> going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now in the U.S., um, you know. So what are your plans for the U U.S. market? You are, we are we are opening a, a new office here in New York because we have a, a small office in Miami. Uh, but the office in Miami it is more related to Latin America, South America. Sure. Um, so we are now opening the office here. Uh, I'm gonna be here. Uh, I'm gonna be based here. I'm hiding. We are actually hiding people. So if anyone is interested. Please join us. Uh, we have several posts on AngelList, or you can reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, we are hiding like two sales people here and, and account manager too to, to manage the campaigns because again it is important that the, the people who is managing the campaign is is in the country. That's why we have eight, eight different offices in the world because we can be running campaigns in the U.S. from Spain or France and until other way around too. So that's our plan right now, and we are trying to open up a new office in LA next year. So if things go well, uh, yeah, as I said, I'm super happy because the market is, uh, you know, it's rural here, and everyone know about microinfluencers or influencers. So it is a hot topic here, which is not, not, not in, in, in every country happens the same. So I think that here people is usually more open to try new things, and yeah, yeah, like the, the, it happened to me when I came here. I knew the Morabor. Uh, guys, and you know, I just try it, try it out because if you don't try, you never know. Right. Uh, and you know, that's that's why I, I really like uh, New York, and especially for work, uh, I love the city. Excellent. So you are hiring. I will yeah. put a link in our show notes sure. to to. But how can people? Uh, learn more about you. What's your what's the website and how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so the website is socialpublic.com and they could, they could maybe reach me through on LinkedIn um, and we also have some job offers in, on AngelList too. So yeah, any, anyway, I mean, I'm super open to meet anyone and yeah, just drop me an or you could drop me an email too like ishmael at socialpublic.com Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. As well as mine. <laughs> Take care. Thank you.